Colossians 3, verse 1. Colossians 3, verse 1. Since then, since then, the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in, in this town, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. With Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Psalm 123 is our next scripture. Psalm 123, verse 1. I will lift my eyes. What? Up, I will lift up my eyes to you, to you whose throne is in heaven. As the eyes of slaves look at the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of their mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. Next passage, Psalm 121 Verse 1, Psalm 121, verse 1, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Famous passage, I will lift up my eyes to the hills where my help comes from, from the maker, the creator of heaven and earth. How many of you in here have ever heard the phrase, stay focused, look ahead, lift your eyes up, look at the road, quit texting, focus on what you're doing, quit looking left or right, look straight ahead, look up. Sure, we all have. These are phrases that that talk about focus. The title of this message is, I Will Look Up the Power of Focus. And these phrases that we've heard all through our lives deal with that subject of paying attention and focusing in a particular direction. As believers in Christ, we only have two directions, or I call them planes, that we can focus on. As believers in Jesus Christ, you have this plane, which is called the what plane? This plane. What is this? Horizontal. Correct. You're getting it. Or we have the other option as believers in Jesus Christ is this, and that is called what plane? The vertical. So you have vertical and you have horizontal as believers. That's really your only two options, okay? When we live our lives focusing on the horizontal plane, on this plane, 
this natural plane, the plane that we see every day, the perspective that we see every day, if you would. We can be captured by this plane and this level. We can be captured by this horizontal plane and this world and its system, all the material things, the human things, the earthly matters, all of those relationships that are involved in an horizontal plane. And we are, we'll see in a second here, in this world, although we're not of this world. So we do have to deal with those. But as believers in Jesus Christ, when we pour our attention, when we make our focus on the vertical plane, the heavenly arena, if you would, in our godly relationship, our relationship with the Lord and Him first and everything second, in heavenly concerns, then we start looking up to God. And at that point, we become more and more concerned with heavenly kingdom matters, godly matters, if you would. We start thinking differently. We start reacting differently. We start treating other people differently because our focus is no longer on this plane, but on this plane, on the vertical. And we are looking up to our Creator, to our Lord, and to our Savior. Now, why is it so important that we look up? Why is that so important? Because where we set our focus and set our attention, our heart and our mind and all of our affections will go in that direction. But if we make it horizontal, we will be in that level. If we make it vertical, we will be in that level. And in the vertical is where all of our help, we just read, all of our hope, all of our life, all of those things that encourage us and make it better in this world come in that focus. I remember a time in my life, I used to always, and, and I still don't have the best posture, but I had really bad posture. I remember a friend of mine, Dr. Jim Morvant, and he would tell me, Marshall, hold your shoulders up and stand up, stand up straight and, and, and hold yourself up straight. And I would always look down. I would walk, I would look down. If I was talking to people, I'd look down. I was always doing this all the time. I'd hold. And one day I was driving in my car. This was years ago. And I'll never forget the Holy Spirit speaking to me clearly. It wasn't this profound theological uh, deal. I was a pastor at Family Life Church. I mean, everything was going well. And the Holy Spirit told me, Marshall, look up. I'll never forget that. I shared it with June. I think I've shared it with y'all once before. And the Holy Spirit said, look up. I'm here. Look up. Quit looking down. Look up. But even having been told that by the Holy Spirit and even knowing that our help comes from there, we have to have reminders every now and then. We have to be reminded to stop hanging our head down, to stop looking at everything just on this level everything just here on earth, and start looking at things in this perspective, looking to where our help comes from, and his name is Jesus Christ. I will look up. I will look up. Now, why is this so important? This is a short message. It's two points. There's two points and two counterpoints. It's really just two points, so each point has a counterpoint with it, okay? Now, why is this so important? Because if we get stuck in that horizontal focus, okay, 
If you get stuck in looking just in this level, on this earthly level, first of all, point one is it will keep you focused only on your problems. You will be focused on your problems. You will be focused on this world and its system. You will be focused on all those things you have to deal with all the time. You will always be looking at this plane right here. We just read in Colossians chapter 3, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Not on earthly things. How many of you are familiar with the parable in Matthew chapter 13 that Jesus told about? And it deals with, in that context, I want to be sure and get that correct for you so you understand. I just want to grab a scripture out of, out of the Bible. In, he was, in the context of, of the word of God, and Jesus told a parable about someone who was throwing seed on different types of ground. And that was the word of God, the Bible, the scripture that was, that was thrown on different ground. But he meant people and their heart different types of ground. And in that parable, he talks about seed that's thrown in a path, okay? And in that, in that pathway, there's no understanding of the word, and the evil one comes and snatches it. Then he talks about that word being thrown on rocky ground, and that rocky ground, the, 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 the seed cannot root itself. There'll be no root there, okay? And persecution comes because of that word and problems because of that, and that person falls away quickly. Then he talks about the word of God that is thrown on thorns, a thorny place, like a, like a briar patch, if you would, or, you, you know, it's, it's full of, of stickers around there. And, and that person hears the word, but listen to what Jesus says. But the worries of his life, or some translations say the worries of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches or wealth, choke it out and make it unfruitful. The worries of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Now, a while ago, I talked about a, a, a scripture that I'd like to read to you in John 15, 19, and John 17. Now, stay with me. I'm going to pull this together. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, for I have chosen you out of the world. Jesus is talking, okay, about his disciples and about us. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still here in the world so that you may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them to you, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. Speaking about his disciples, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Now listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We have to deal with those things on this horizontal plane every day of our lives. We have to go to work. We have to make a living. We have to deal with all of the problems and the things that we all deal with. So we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Jesus just said that, okay? We saw in Matthew 13 that the cares and the problems of this world and of this life can steal the word of God from us, can steal the joy, can steal the peace from us. And we also saw the Apostle Paul who said, do not be concerned with earthly matters, but look up to heavenly things. Now, why am I telling you all this? Because your enemy... Because 
Our enemy wants you to focus only on that horizontal plane where you will be stuck in your problems, in the wrongs of the world, in the injustices, in the, the gloom and the doom that this world has to offer. And God doesn't want you stuck there. How many of you have heard that story? I think it's, it's true that in Alaska, I think some of you have been to Alaska, they, they saw a sign. In, in some places in Alaska, all they have is just dirt roads, just mud dirt roads for long, long stretches. And there was a sign that someone had put up there, and, and it said, beware of the rut you choose because you will be in it for the next 150 miles. Now, listen, listen. Here's the point of that. The same thing applies to your focus and to where you look. So beware on what you focus. Beware of what plane you choose to look because you may get stuck in it for 150 years and maybe even eternity. If you're always looking down, you will only see what that plane has to offer. But if you... Then you will see the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will see where your help comes from. Second point. It will keep you, if you stay in that horizontal plane, it will keep you from a revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2, 6 and 7, Colossians 3 again. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. And again, Colossians, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ in God, with Christ in God. Now, one of my favorite passages... For years, I taught this to the kids uh, in chapel, was, was John 1.12. And it says that all who receive him and all who call on his name, believe in him, have the right to be called children of God, sons of God. Your enemy wants you stuck in the horizontal plane so that you will not have a revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus. And if he can accomplish that, then he will have you stuck in his arena and he will beat you to death. You will not win in his arena. And his arena is a horizontal arena. It's called the soulish realm, the mind, the will, and the emotions. If he can keep you from spiritual matters, if he can keep you on earthly matters where you are always focused and captured in that level and never go vertical, then he will be able to defeat you because you will only fight in your strength. You will only fight in a manner that he knows he can beat you in. Okay? So it's so important that you understand that he wants you stuck in that plane. He doesn't want you gone vertical. He wants to keep you there. Y'all may have heard this story also before. Family takes a, a trip across the ocean on, on, on the Queen Mary. Pick a, a big ship. And, and, and they're gone on this, this cruiser, this, this liner. And they bring with them baskets of food. And in these baskets, they have canned food. They have potted meat and they have sardines and breads and all kinds of things 
And their room, this isn't a wealthy family, so their room is down in the hold of the ship, down, I think they have, what, eight or nine levels? I've never been on one, but there's about eight or nine different levels, I think. And they're down there on the bottom level of the cruise. They were really fortunate because they had a room that had a little hole about this big. They could look out and they could see the top of the water. They were so low. And the kids would come and they would look out and they'd see the water and they crossed the whole ocean down there. They had a a restroom down there and facilities and all. And they stayed down there and they ate their food and they had the best time. At the end of the trip, the captain came up to them and he said, we never saw you. He said, who are you? What, what, where are you? And they said, well, we were down there. We had the best time. We, we, had, a, we had a wonderful time. And he looked at them and he said, he said, you stayed at the bottom of the ship the whole cruise? He said, what did you eat? And they said, well, we brought a basket with our canned food and all our stuff and our drink and bottles. And, but we had a wonderful time. It was a, it was a good trip. He said, he said, there's nine other levels to this ship. And, and he said, we serve gourmet meals three times a day and you can order food 24 hours a day. And he said, you could have been up here playing uh, games and swimming on the pool and you could have been up here in the sunlight and, and, and having a good time on the slides and everything else. And they said, we didn't know. And they had spent the whole trip down in the hold of the ship. You see, the devil wants you to spend your whole trip, your whole life down in the hold of the ship instead of up on the deck enjoying the things that God has for you. You see, you're not, you're not just a sailor. You're not just a, a passenger on the ninth level down at the bottom of the boat. You are the son and daughter of the captain, and you should be up on the top and in the captain's quarters walking around and enjoying the best of food, and you should be up on the deck enjoying the life and the joy and the sun that is on the top but the devil wants you focused here and focused there and that way he can keep you down in the hole of the ship but that's not going to happen it's not going to happen to me and to you because I will look up I will look up because I am a son of the captain now, let me give you the two counterpoints very quickly so we can get to the hamburgers today, okay, speaking about eating. All right. If you focus vertically, counterpoint, if you focus vertically, we've gone over the negative. Let me give you the good news. If you, vo- if you focus this direction on that relationship that you have with Jesus Christ, what will it do for you? Number one, counterpoint to the other one. It will keep you focused on the solution instead of the problem. It will keep you focused on hope. It will keep you focused on a way out from those problems and those things that are attacking you in your life. It will give you some hope and some joy in your life. It will keep you focused on the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ, and it will bring that hope and joy and peace in your life. Let me give you an illustration about focusing up and focusing in the right direction. How many of you are familiar with Matthew 14, uh, the, the, the great adventure of water walking where the apostle Peter stepped out of the boat? Now, we take that story lightly, but can you imagine being in Vermilion Bay or even in your swimming pool, if you have a swimming pool or a pond in your subdivision, whatever, and, you know, you, you, we, we take this very lightly, like, oh, you know, Peter, I can't believe. I, I don't fuss too much at Peter. Can you imagine stepping out of a boat? I mean, think with me for a second. 
know, he literally stepped out in, of the boat onto the water. Okay? Now, y'all know, most of you here know the story. He said, if that is you, Lord, bid me that I come out of the boat. He said, come, Peter, come to me. And I picture Peter stepping out of the boat. And as he was stepping out of this boat onto the water, I picture Peter so mesmerized, so empowered, so full of, of, of love for Jesus Christ and, 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 and such, a, such a man. He just steps out of the boat, but I, I'd be willing to bet you if I was a betting Christian that he had his eyes right on the eyes of Jesus Christ, correct? I know I would have. If someone would have said, come on, step out of the boat, I would have been looking at him right in the eyes. And I believe that he was staring right in the eyes of Jesus Christ. I believe as the story goes, and you know, that it says that Peter glanced and looked at the waves, the wind, it says. And he saw the storm. Now, how can you have your eyes gazing at Jesus Christ and also notice a storm on the side of you? He took his eyes away from Jesus Christ and started focusing on the wind and on the waves. And at that point, what happened in his life? He started sinking. His focus went from here to here. And at that point, his ankles started getting wet. And he started sinking. He went into fear and he called out and Jesus said, oh, where's your faith? He said, and he reached out and he grabbed Peter. But when you focus vertically, it will keep you focused on the solution on Jesus Christ. And then secondly, the counterpoint for the second one is it will bring life-changing revelation of who you really are in Christ Jesus. If you stay in this relationship, you will know who you are in God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 10. Let me read that for you quickly. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 10. Listen to who you are in Jesus Christ. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, listen to this. Listen to who you are. Listen carefully, if I can get to the right chapter. Here we go. Listen carefully. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us, for he chose you in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined you to be adopted as his sons through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will. Listen to verse 7. In him, we have redemption. In him, you have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavishes on us with all wisdom and understanding. Listen to this. He made known to you, to us, the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. Listen to who you are. The devil doesn't want you to know this. He wants you focused on a horizontal plane. He doesn't want you focused and all your attention on the vertical relationship with Jesus Christ because he doesn't want you to know that you are chosen before all time to be a son and a daughter of God, that you are adopted, grafted in as children of God, that you are redeemed through his blood and that you have privy to revelation knowledge that no one else has. You see, lost people, people who don't know Jesus Christ, don't open up the Bible and things don't pop off the page like it does for you because you are a child of God and he wants you to understand his love letter to you. 
Now, here's my question. Why do we spend our whole lives in the hold of the ship? Why do we spend our whole lives wishing and hoping? You remember that old song, wishing and hoping? Remember that? Why do we spend our whole lives curious about who we are? Why do we spend our lives defeated, not as sons, as children and daughters of the king, as children of the captain of the ship? Why do we stay in the hold of the ship? Because our focus is here. We have not developed, we have not given our full attention to the vertical. We have stayed on the horizontal, and the enemy loves it. He loves it. But that's not going to happen because... Come on. Come on, church. Come on. If you get an understanding of this... Now, now listen to me. I've I've been going through... I'm I'm just like you. I'm a regular person. In particular here recently, and, and, and even... I mean, I'm still dealing with it. Going through a rough time. This message was for me first. It wasn't for you. It was for me first. And the Holy Spirit told me, you have to look up and quit looking horizontally. If you don't look up, you will be captured by everything, all the problems, all the way, it look, the way things look, all of the physical, the material aspects of everything. And it will capture you instead of Jesus Christ and what he has for you. Three PowerPoints about focus. Three points. Listen carefully. I'll go through them very quickly. Where you focus reveals what's important to you. If you spend your whole life here, the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, it will capture you and it will be you. It will become you, church. It will. Okay? It's what's important to you. If you spend your time here in this relationship, then that is what's important to you. Secondly, what has your attention is what will control you and can consume you. It can consume you. It can eat you up. If you stay here on this level, it'll control you. And can consume you. And that can be job. That can be recreation. That can be, you name it. And it can control you. And it can consume you. And we see it all the time. Where's so-and-so? Oh, I don't know. Where'd, where'd they go? I don't know. What, what happened to them? I don't know. They're gone. And it can even be a good thing that can consume you. It doesn't have to be a negative bad thing. And if you give it your attention, all of your attention, instead of turning your attention to God first and then to the horizontal. And then lastly, unless you adjust your sights. See these? These are called spectacles. Unless you adjust your sights, you will hit the same spot on the target every time. How many of you in here shoot guns, arrows? How many of you play golf? Okay. All right. Listen to me carefully. I, I love to shoot. So does Brother Chris. We love to go shoot. Belong to a gun club and we love to go shoot. I will tell you a fact. I have a rifle with a little scope on it. You put that on a stand or on a pad and you shoot it. And if I don't move it and put it on that deal, am I telling him the truth, Brother Chris? 
that unless I adjust my sights on that rifle, if I leave it on that, on that, on that uh, sandbag, every time I pull the trigger, I'm going to hit the target at the same spot. Every time. If I don't adjust my sights, I'll hit the same spot. Is that correct? Every time. Okay? All right, church, listen. I'm going to close on this. Where have your sights been? Where have you been focusing? Look at me. Is it here? Or is it here? If you notice while we worship on Sunday mornings, a lot of times I'll do this. I'll raise my hand like this. You want to know why? I'll share a little personal secret because the Holy Spirit's saying, look up. 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 Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on now. Look up. Look up. Let's try it one more time. Come on. Come on. Who's tired? Who's tired of gutter living? Who's tired of downcast attitudes? Who's tired of being down in the ditch? Who's tired of being in the rut? Come on. Come on, church. If you would, please stand. We're going to sing that song. And then Caleb's going to give you, after we sing it, we're going to give you instructions and we'll go.